Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Conviction, where we feel a conviction to discuss questions and topics surrounding church, culture, ministry, and just general life as a Jesus follower. My name is Caleb. And my name's Parker. And we have been gone for a couple of weeks, but we are back from vacation, back from all of our family things, and we are ready to have some important conversations, or at least we hope you find them important. We are going to be kicking it off today with the question, is faith a choice or a feeling? Yeah, man. Parker, you had the thought to have this discussion. Can you set it up for us a little bit? What's your preliminary thoughts and preliminary feelings? Preliminary thoughts and feelings. My thoughts and feelings today about this topic are... Okay, so this, this is what my thought process was behind. I mean, so... The way I've heard faith described, there's two ways. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the best way to say that I've heard them it described in two ways. But two ways I've heard it uh, talked about is one that it's a feeling or a certainty that God's going to come through with something or and insert thing here about life. That's what it means to have faith is that you have ultimate confidence in God, basically. Uh, and in, in such way, like, I would describe that as kind of a feeling, a certainty, a confidence. Uh, at yeah, least yeah. I, w- I would describe that as a feeling. The other way I've heard it talked about is where you, um, you dis- uh, people say you have to decide to have faith despite of what life may be throwing at you or despite of, um, or maybe even despite of your feelings, mm. whether or not like, Maybe you don't feel like God is going to come through. Maybe you're having doubts. Maybe you're worrying, but you're going to choose to have faith. So that's kind of where my question has come from. I've, I, I, I've always wondered what, like which one it is, or if it's a mix between, you know, both of them. But I don't know, because if you think about it in terms of, in terms of just a decision, like if it's just a decision, like, then it's literally just a mental thought. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's literally just like, okay, I'm going to think and decide. And I guess you could say my actions are going to follow through on this if there are, you know, tangible actions that you can take to, you know, place faith in God in that moment. You know, but then also the Bible has different, mentions different things where like it talks about how some people will have the spiritual gift of faith or basically saying that, you know, some people will have more faith than others. Mm. You know, that some people, like if you're going to view it, quant- you know, quantitatively, like some people will have more faith, you know, it, some people just won't have as much. Yeah. And so then it's like, okay, so if it's just a decision, so is it literally them just thinking about it more mm. and just like, you know, meditating on it more? Or is it literally that they know they, they are more confident they have a stronger feeling in this. Um, and then, yeah, so those are my initial thoughts. I have a yeah. couple other things we could talk about, but I want to hear what your thoughts are. Yeah, you know, I think I think those are all really good thoughts, even just to set up this conversation and everything. Like, I think all people who have been following Jesus for, let's at least just say, an extended period of time, whatever that means for you, we've lived some life with following Jesus, 
or maybe you've lived a lot of life before following Jesus, there is a reality that you end up having moments of wrestling in your faith, right? And I think that that point of wrestling probably comes when this idea of decision versus feeling, whichever way you're initially coming at it, starts to be challenged by the other side of it. You know, so like there's times where feeling wise, we probably just feel faith. Like, yeah, like imagine, um, and this isn't a bad thing, but imagine, let's say like a summer camp, a youth summer camp moment, somebody's at a camp and they just feel the fact that God is real and God is working and God is moving. And there's this undeniable certainty in their heart during these like five days, like this must be real type of a deal. But then you're like 28 and life is starting to hit you in the face and you don't feel like having a certainty about this. So now you're having to look and say, despite how I feel, will I still choose to believe this thing? And I think there's also some people who maybe come to faith through just this staunch reality of certainty of decision where it's not necessarily that God has shown them anything. They have felt anything, anything like that. Like they were convinced this must be the way I should live. And then they start to face the reality of, is their certainty of their decision enough? If that makes sense. Yeah. And so I think this is honestly a really big wrestling point for a lot of people so I do think it's most likely a both and, right. you know, it is a decision and it also is a feeling and those two can feel conflicting, but right. also they can be what help you get through those seasons when you're not having one or the other. Right. Um, there's this idea talked about, um, I'm forgetting the person who originally spoke on it and talked on it, wrote on it, um, but like the dark night of the soul, this idea that there's almost like this nearness that comes in our relationship with God. I'm, I'm explaining this quickly, so I'm not doing it full justice, but this idea that we start to follow God, start to follow Jesus, and there's this closeness that comes into life. But then there's also this period of time where it feels like everyone goes through of like this dark night of the soul, like almost like God has removed himself somewhat. You don't feel him in the same way. Right. And it's almost like this, like, God, where are you type of a thing. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, you have to decide if he's still worth it. You know, like, you, even if you want to look at it the way of like, I don't get to have all the good feelings about it, but I'm going to still decide, you know, maybe it's uh, to parallel it to a common example from the Bible. Like you get married and at the beginning you have all the feelings of why this marriage is a great thing and a great idea. There's all the enjoyment that maybe comes out of it and all of those different things. But then there's a point where you just have to decide that it's worth it. And you just have to decide that it has to be a thing. So a healthy marriage is both a decision so that you can make it through it when it's difficult, but also a pursuit after the feeling that can bring joy into the midst of it. Does that make sense? I think so. I just, I don't know. I guess I, I, I have a hard time, I don't know, grasping it as both, honestly, because it's like, well, I don't know, man. I guess I, I, I guess it makes sense that it's both in some ways, but in other ways, like, so 
so would you say if it's if it's both and like would theoretically during those times when you're not feeling super close to God and you're in that suppose you know that dark night of the soul type of a type of a time in your life should your decisions theoretically lead back to that feeling I mean I think they should lead back to that God that you were feeling close to uh-huh. and that God not being this abstract really quick, not to be an abstract thing of like any God, but talking about God specific, like yeah, yeah. Jesus. Right. So like we look and we see that. So like, um, yeah, like I'm trying to think of a good example for this. I mean, you could talk about it again through like a marriage analogy type of a thing. Like, you know, you have people that end up having, let's say, just hard seasons in life, right? Like, you know, maybe maybe somebody's spouse um, loses a loved one and it just rocks them for a couple of years and it just is really messed with them in some ways. Not in any way that's unusual, but they're just not themselves. Well, you have made a decision to be with them through sickness and health, good and bad, all of those things. So... You are living on that decision, although it might not feel like the best relationship at that point, but you also are staying close to that decision because of what you know you have felt. Does that make sense? So then like how would, what, so what would you say it looks like to just decide to have faith? That has always kind of confused me. Yeah. Is it literally just saying, is it literally just the thought? Um, I would say it's the commitment. It's the commitment. And that's not to say like a checklist of things, but it's saying a commitment to like the way I would honestly look at it. And I think actually for myself, I have had potentially more times than not where I have not felt God. Yeah. In terms of like, I have had obviously moments where it's like, God, I can just tell that you're working and doing things. I've seen God's faithfulness in those things. I've seen God's faithfulness in times when I haven't felt him. And in the past, I like look and I'm like, this is God working. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling this moment, but I'm seeing God work still. Right. right. Um, the thing for me that helps me when it comes to this decision factor is the idea of the fear of God. And the idea of the fear of God is in scripture and all of these different things, but it's not this idea of like, And this is how I would say for myself, I view it. It's not this idea of I am scared of God. Like I am respect. It's respect. It is. I am fearful of the reality that he could not be with me. Like I, I see all that he does and all that he can do and all that like out of like reverence he deserves. Mm-hmm. And I do not want to drive a wedge between myself and that and God and that sort of a thing. Right. And so I would say that can be a picture of like this decision of like, there might not, I don't, God owes me nothing. Right. He owes me nothing. Yeah. In that way, but God is good. So he still does blessed and give us relationship and give us life and give us all of these different things that we see happen. He owes me nothing. So I must simply at times decide, God, I respect, 
I revere you so much. I fear you so much in a good way that I will honor you. Mm -hmm. And it's just this, it's a resolve, if that makes sense. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I feel like, yeah, I feel like the fact that, I don't know, me personally, like I feel like I have wrapped up the meaning of faith in feeling more more unconsciously more than anything but like um i think because of that tying well and also it feels like i don't know when you say like oh you know you need to have faith about this or oh you're not having enough faith about this and really people don't say that to people but like in general but like those are things that like I've told myself about in certain situations yeah. and then it's like I've felt like and I guess it's probably in some ways just kind of a lie of the enemy, you know what I mean? But like just that, you know, oh I'm not I'm I'm feeling all this worry, I'm feeling all this fear about this certain scenario. And you know, I want to choose to have faith. But like no matter how much I mentally choose, it's not changing how I feel. Oh, so totally. I still, uh, you know, so then like, do I have faith if I don't feel like it? And then it's like, okay, well, how can I change this about myself? You know what I mean? Which it doesn't sound like that. That's like, like kind of what we're coming to is that you, it's not necessarily something you can necessarily change. And I, I think that's the tension that, just comes from saying like, Jesus, I trust and believe in you. Right. Right. Because like, I mean, even for, um, you know, for Sierra and I, over the last couple of years, there's been a number of things that we've walked through, like in our marriage, let's say where we've had different things with like family for ourselves, for our relationship, for our family, all these different things where we've looked and it's like, God, like we want to see this happen. We want to believe for this. We want to have faith for this. Right. And it doesn't change the moments of sorrow. Like it, it doesn't change the moments where you're like, I thought that was going to go different, but it didn't. And like, it doesn't change the moments where it's like, okay, so now like in some ways, like, all right, God, like we, we, we're, we're saying all the right things. We're praying all the right words. We're, we're having the right perspective. We're doing all these things that we can do. Oh, and it still didn't happen. And like, those are the moments where it's like, are, and like for myself again, with how I process through things, I have to look and say, all right, God, it's still okay. Even if it doesn't go the way I want it to, mm-hmm. like you are still good. You are still faithful. And I will resolve to rest in that because my feelings might drive me a different way right now. Like my feelings might say, just go worry about other stuff. And don't worry about this thing anymore, right? But I look and have to say, like, I will decide. Now, also, though, at the same time, I think there's times in our decisions within faith that our feelings can drive us to another level of relationship with God, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So there can be times where it's like just like sitting there and looking and just realizing, like, this is my routine. This is what I've done. I've resolved to this, right? And then God has these moments of breakthrough where it's like, oh, like there's more than what I've maybe even settled for, right? And that sort of a thing. Um, Yeah. Do you have any follow-up to that? So it kind of sounds like to me what your answer would be 
is like I'm kind of now thinking about this in terms because it kind of seems like we're trying to define exactly what faith is in some ways. That was like, something I was about to bring yeah, up too. Yeah, like and, and it sounds like to me your definition is almost resolve. If if you were to sum it up in another word, well, so one thing I will I will really quick uh, just delineate between salvation faith versus everyday faith, if that makes sense. We're talking about everyday faith. Yes. So really quick, just to like delete that, like salvific faith, belief in Jesus, our eternity being justified, we're being sanctified every day to one day be glorified with Christ type of a thing. Um, Salvation and that sort of a faith in general, faith in Jesus is a decision and a feeling in the sense that you are making a decision to believe in Jesus and surrender your life to him. And you are most likely making that decision based off of the reality that you have encountered God in a very real way. So that's, that's one aspect of it, right? It's a decision you've made it based on feeling. Now, when you are following Jesus and your everyday faith in terms of like, God, how are you going to interact with me and see things happen? And I'm believing to see things happen. That's where this is all coming into play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that just hones us in a lot, a yeah, lot more like sense. we were both saying. Um, yeah, like I would say resolve, but this is where I- I'm a super... I'm totally comfortable running on two tracks, if this makes sense. Uh-huh. So I'm very comfortable with having a resolve of like, God, I know that you have this option for me. I know that this is something that you very much so can do. God, I'm okay if you never do it. And that's where for me it's like this resolve isn't just like, God, I just have, I simply just have to trust. Maybe so trust. So I would say trust is probably the word I land on. So like I have a resolve. The resolve is that I trust that trust is just placed in no matter what is happening. God, you can still work with it and we'll see that take place. Now I will say for myself that might limit me at times where it's more so just walking through life and just saying, God, what's going to happen next? And maybe there should be times that I, pray with an active desire and faith to see more things happen. And that's sort of a thing, if that makes sense, instead of just being like, what's the next thing to happen today type of a deal. So I think there is a good thing in saying, letting your feelings maybe drive you for more, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that's how I always naturally operate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So would you say trust is a feeling or decision? Oh, I would say trust. Uh, I'm just curious. I mean, I think it is both. I guess I dumb. mean if if it is but, a, if it is a synonym, and we're saying both. I mean, it would be both. But I mean, like it, it's somewhat both. But like, trust is a decision. Trust can be affected by our feelings. Um, yeah. To use. To use the age-old axiom that is not always uh, used well, right? Trust is very is very hard to get, but very very easy to lose, right? Like, which I think is a moronic thing in some ways. 
only because all you're doing when you say something like that is if you work hard for me, I'll trust you. But then if you do anything to spite me, then I hate you, which is an odd way to view it, I think. So I don't think that's what that's saying all the way. I think when people ever quote it, usually it is. <laughs> like, just like the idea of like tr- trust. Like, think about it in terms of like from God's perspective. His relationship given to us is free. Trust is how we gauge relationship with people. If that makes sense. I trust you a lot. Right. So I would trust you to do a lot of things. We're very good friends, that sort of a thing. Right. Uh, me and Sierra went on vacation. Me and Matthias have a really good relationship. Our producer, shout out. Uh, we have a really good relationship. I trust Matthias to watch the house, stay in our house, take care of it, to watch our dog and all of these things. And I know that nothing wrong is going to happen. I don't have to worry for an entire week because there's there's trust there. There's relationship there, right? So yes, that doesn't mean that we innately just give out trust to just anybody, if that makes sense. There's certain people I would not trust to watch my dog for a week or things like that. Um, but in the context, sorry, in the context yeah, of how people sorry. use a quote like that, sometimes it's like if I went up to Matthias and I said, Matthias... Trust is really hard to earn, but it's really easy to lose. It's it's all it is is I'm playing this game of like don't walk a thin line with me, man. Like because I might just rip away relationship. It's just really weird to do. I mean, I guess I guess if you just walk up to somebody and say that, yeah. Sorry, it, <laughs> it's dumb. It's a thing I'm I'm hung up on. This is a whole other conversation. No, but, I know, I know. This is kind of off topic. But, so with that though, yeah. trust. And faith, we have to have a trust to God, which is also putting our faith in him. Faith, though, in like the words of, if I'm remembering right, Hebrews, uh, you know, faith is to believe even in what we do not see. Right. I can put trust in a person because, well, I can see them. I can see their track record. I can see the growth they've had. I can see how they've handled past situations and circumstances, right? And that sort of a thing. Uh, People can build up, you know, if you want to use the term of like walking on a lawn or a short leash, somebody might build up a really long leash where they could actually break my trust a little bit. And I still am like, well, it's not all gone though. Like you've, we've done, we got a lot of history here, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, when it comes to our relationship with God, and this is where trust is almost amplified, I cannot see God. I cannot see Jesus. I cannot see the Holy Spirit who is sent to be inside of me and that sort of a thing. But I must have faith that is even greater than just a general trust that he will not fail me. And I think that's where it is a decision because trust can be based off feelings. Faith cannot just be based off your feelings because I can't see that thing all the time. Feelings play a part into it, but feelings can fail us, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, for God... But like, Okay, so I'm just playing devil's advocate here, okay? That's cool. I agree with what you're saying. So, but like... If we have to have a certain amount of faith beyond trust to believe that God won't fail us. If it's if you're saying that trust can be based on feelings, but faith can't be. So then are we literally just deciding God won't fail us? 
No, we're trust. We are putting faith and trust into what he has said, which he said he will never leave us or forsake us. But if it's not based on feelings, it's a, it's a decision, right? Like I, I would say partially, yeah. So then, are you just deciding it? I'm playing devil's advocate. I agree. Yeah. With you. No. And this is again for me. I'm really comfortable with the idea of yeah, you've just yeah. decided. Like, I uh, your your son, Jameson. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I was. I, you said that. <laughs> I didn't want to just say Jameson because people might not know or whatever. Sorry, your son, your son. Um, but <laughs> your your son. At some point, you guys will be at the spot where you know maybe it's not even you're gonna leave him home alone. Like that would be years from now or anything like that. But maybe it's like, hey, we're gonna like you know, he's going to be able to talk and all those things. And like, he's like, I don't want to go to bed or I like, maybe he's worried one night and he's worried about what's going to be happening. And like, you have to look and say, Hey, well, this is a hypothetical situation. But like you were to look and say like, Hey, if you need anything, I'll be there for you. You have to trust me, but you're not like, I, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to my room. You're in your room, but you can trust me and mom. Like, we're here for you, right? That sort of a thing. He, in that moment, is having to put faith in the fact that his parents won't fail him. Right. That sort of a thing. In the same way, God looks to, and that's a decision. Because based uh, off his feel, he, you still might leave the room. And what's he going to probably feel? He will have made a decision to trust, but he still might feel a little anxious or a little worried. Uh-huh. You know, he might feel a little bit, even maybe like a little scared. Like, I, I, I'm a little worried about this. But he in a moment could make a decision that those feelings won't trump the faith he has in his parents. Right. And so that's why I'm saying, but feelings can also be a great thing because then, you know, in the morning, or maybe there is a moment that he's, he's like, ah, mom, dad, I need you. And you guys come into the room. There's a great feeling in that. Uh-huh. Because you followed through with what you said, right? Or it's the morning time. You guys come in, you wake him up or whatever, and you look. And he's like, oh, mom and dad, they're here. You know, you got, you're here for me right now, right? And there's a joy in that, right? Yeah. So feelings can affirm our faith, but we can't let feelings tear down our faith. Like we can't let feelings go and say that this decision does not matter. Like even I look at it honestly in a lot of ways with like with God, the fact that God looks and says like, I will not leave or forsake you. What does that mean? We are going to probably feel like he's left us and forsaken us. There'll probably be a moment that we need that truth to be spoken to us. Why? Because we feel like a kid in their bedroom who doesn't know where their mom and dad are. And we heard the furnace kick on for the first time. And we're like, what's happening? There's a bunch of monsters around me or something like that. Right? Um, So I'm just imagining like a kid, like hearing (laughs) things and not knowing what they are. Let's be honest. We already, we do that as adults. We're like, ah, Something bumped the house. It was a stick falling off a tree. Um, but with that being said, when it comes to our relationship with God and our faith, yes. And, and again, that's where it's like, I think if we are in certain cert- situations and circumstances, that decision can come through our feelings in the fact that we have seen God be faithful and seen him work and seen him move. But then those feelings have led still to a decision that are backing that decision, if that makes sense. Right. It's growing faith through experience. Yes. Of God's stability. But you can't let the fact that maybe there'll be a time where the other side of those feelings 
might outweigh the other ones. Right. And you have to look and say, it still must be worth it. Got it. So then, given all this, how would you, um, what would you say it means then for somebody to have more faith? In terms of a quantity, because like I'm thinking of multiple examples. I'm thinking of, you know, if you have enough faith, you know, if or if you have faith the size of size of a mustard seed, or like you can move mountains. If you have enough faith, you can move mountains. Or the instance where a guy comes up to Jesus and is and is like, God, I don't have enough faith. Yeah, can you help me have faith? Yeah. Is he asking for a feeling? Is he asking for resolve? Because I'm almost thinking it like in terms of like, in some ways it's trust, but it, and it's, you know, it, it like it's trust, but it's also like the stubbornness, like you're being st- stubborn enough that you're just going to keep trusting. You know what I mean? Totally. I think there's a couple things in it. Like, well, I mean, even with, so like for that. Or like story, the spiritual gift of faith too. Totally. Totally. I mean, for that guy, the story in the gospels, like, you know, goes to Jesus and he looks and says, I do believe help my unbelief. And it's even like this aspect of just like, yeah. Oh, like we can have faith, but we still have areas. You have to realize that we don't have faith for it. Right. And I would say, so, okay, let, let, let's even just jump to all the way to, you know, first Corinthians, I believe it's 12 talking about the gifts of the spirit and listing those things out. Right. You look at that and one of them, yeah, it's like through the same spirit, one will receive the gift of faith. And you're mm-hmm. like, Whoa, That's crazy. Don't we all have that? In part, we all do. But also, I think there are people that through the Holy Spirit, and again, like I I just talked a bunch about this. We're going to talk more about it this week in a service, all these different things. But the, the gifts, the manifestations of the Spirit are for in small ways, the building up of the individual believer, but in more ways to exemplify the glory of God for people to be saved and reached and that sort of a thing. So I would say... There is a difference between, like when it comes to spiritual gift of faith, it, yes, is in part for you, but it's more so for people to see the fact of like, look at all you could believe for. Look at all that you could trust for. Look at how much you could place your belief in God. And that's where I would look at it and say for those people, yes, it's that they have more faith, but it's not an arrogance of more faith. It's the idea of being someone that would go and say, I have this overflow of this. Can I help you to believe for more of what God would do? And that's to edify, to build up. Yeah, exactly. And it's not that they have like more salvation, more saved, anything like that. But like you just sometimes have people that have more faith for it. And they're not people that have built like a better system. I know some people I'll say that. I love and appreciate, but like they might view times of having more faith as like, I've cracked the code on how to pray about this. That's not having more faith. That's actually having more faith in what you can do and how you can handle it to see what you could have come about. Right. Faith is just looking and saying like, I just believe that God's going to come through in this. Dependency. And I'm going to see what can happen here. Right. And so even when it comes to Jesus looking and saying, if you have faith, like the size of a mustard seed, you could cast these mountains into the ocean and they would move that sort of a thing. Right. Um, the idea, again, though, being your faith, the quantity of it, right? A mustard seed, really, really small. You always have people that use the example of them, like, but it has the potential to be the biggest of the garden plants. And I'm like, 
I'm like, cool. I think he might have just been talking about the seed, but um, it's still a good it's still a good thing. It's a good sermon analogy. But um, in that moment, why is the faith so impactful though? Because of what the faith is being put in. It's not because of the quantity that you even have. That that's the whole point of the story. It's about the backing of said faith. And so that's where I would look and say, like, in terms of quantifying faith, it doesn't matter how much you ever have. What matters is who are you truly believing in? And you have a right depiction of who God is. Um, an interesting book to look to for this would be like First John. So you go throughout the whole book of First John, all of these different things. And uh, at the end, in short, I, I wish I had my Bible next to me. I would just read it. Um, but it ends, I believe, saying something along the lines of uh, do not have any other idols in front of you. And it's kind of this weird passage where you're just kind of like, oh, that kind of ended abruptly and oddly. The whole book, though, for the most part, is talking about having a right understanding of Jesus and a right understanding of what it looks like to walk as Christ did and that sort of a thing. So at the end, when he's looking at these people, all he's talked about is Jesus. He hasn't, he's talked a bit about, I believe, false teachers, some of these things, but he's, he's not talking about idols in like the way we would usually think. And at the end, after he's talked all about Jesus, he's just like, don't let there be any idols in front of you. And like, what's John getting at? If you have a Jesus that doesn't look like the real Jesus of the Bible, you've just made an idol and that's all you're doing. So this would be kind of my thought in this whole experiment that we're walking down. When it comes to our quantity of faith and our resolve for faith, for whatever it may be, how we're feeling about faith, the biggest thing is, do we have the right faith? Is our faith being placed in Jesus Christ, incarnate, died, crucified, resurrected, um, ascended to heaven to be at the side of the Father again? That sort of a thing. Like, do we have the right faith? Because we have the right faith. We're believing in the right source. We can see God do anything because we're placing that even small amount of faith in him, right? Um, You know, I even think about the example of... uh, the woman who goes and gives basically the equivalent of like a half cent in the offering while all the Pharisees are going to the temple and they're placing all their major amounts of offering, right? And Jesus looks and says, she gave more than everyone else combined type of a thing. She had enough faith that she could give everything and that God would provide and see what needed to happen. And that's why it was worth it, right? Uh-huh. Um, so again, though, that faith can be built off of, you know, the feeling, that faithfulness. We see things like that. But then we have to get to a point, I would think, of resolve that we say, you know, there's one uh, one pastor I know of who, on, I, one pastor, his name's Todd White, and there's some people that would criticize him for things, but I just see his heart in a lot of stuff. And I'm just like, man, this guy is, just loves Jesus and wants people to be on fire for God. And so... He goes and he'll pray for people to be healed. He does a lot of like like in public. He's just witnessing to people, praying for people, wanting to see stuff happen. He's a guy I look, and he's like always like everyone can do this. And I'm like, I don't think everybody can be like you, man. Like not because the same, not because you have a different spirit. Like it's the same spirit. He's a dude I look at. I'm like, you got a gift of faith. Like you just believe so deeply. And dude, like if you can inspire some people to at least have an ounce more of faith, 
amazing. That's awesome, right? But he talked about how at one point when he was going around praying for people, um, I'm forgetting a little bit, but I believe it was around like 300 people he prayed for to be healed before we ever saw somebody healed for being prayed for, for being prayed for. And he just said, I didn't let the result dictate the truth of what God had said. Like, I doubt he felt like praying for anybody anymore. But he just looked and said, Jesus says he's a healer. I'm going to believe and have faith in that, right? And so again, and now he has a lot of faith. Why? Because he made that decision, but now he's also seen the fruit of it. He's seen that God can do it. So it, it implants. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that totally makes sense. So then one thing I, I'm thinking about is like, like I, I like the idea of that. I don't, I'm not sure if you said this exactly, but one thing that came to my mind is like the idea of that, like we all kind of have the same amount of faith in general. It's just a matter of where you put it. Yeah. You know, like and that's how if, if you're, you're not trusting as... God, if you're not putting your faith in God, you're putting faith in something else, whether that be you or your finances, uh, or yeah. your in, insert quote unquote idol here, you know, we all we all put a certain amount of trust in something. It's just where you put it. So you know, um, oh shoot, I totally had a train of thought, crud. Uh, um, why does this happen at least like once every other episode? That's okay. <laughs> um, I have oh right, I remember now. Uh, so one thing that so. Another thought that came up before was like the idea of that, like you're, you know, you're deciding to put your faith in God and that you have this confidence and, and it's also a decision that God won't fail you. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you have a time where you need to put your trust in God and you do and God comes through and then through experience, this edifies you and edify like kind of what you were talking about there. But this is all going to make sense, sense in just a second. Then you have scenarios like we talked about before where it's like if you have a lot of faith, chances are like like the heart, heart mindset behind it is that you're putting faith in God knowing that like say you're like praying for something to happen. You're doing so in, submiss uh, in submission to like that God's going to do what he's going to do and you trust him to have his best will for you. And that may not be what you're asking for. So if that's the case, how do you say if you're somebody who like, you don't feel like you have a lot of faith right now, how do you, how, how is that something you develop? If not yeah. through experience, because that's what I'm saying. Like if it's not through experience of just having God be, you know, God coming through, which he will, mm -hmm. you know, how, do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You know, I would honestly, like not all the time of what you pray for is going to happen. Yeah. And so if you base your amount of faith purely on how much God does what you want, it's not going to work out. No, I would say this is an off the cuff thought. I would read the gospel of Luke and then read the book of Acts. Okay. Just back to back. And look at the life of, and the reason why I say that is because uh, Luke wrote Luke, obviously, but then wrote Acts, and they're they're two volumes of basically one book. Uh -huh. um, so it's written with this kind of continuity within it. But read it and look at the life of Peter. 
through it. This guy who left everything to follow Jesus, he's following Jesus. He fails Jesus massively. He, he walks away from Jesus in a lot of ways, but then we end up looking and seeing him restored. And what's he then do? Walk with a lot of faith, has his issues, messes up still, has his struggles, but we see this kind of roller coaster of like, oh, lots, like has a lot of belief, kind of misguided, gets really leveled, rises in faith, still has to figure it out. But you get to see an example in that. And also as you read that, you can just see the glory of what God can do. Because again, it hasn't ended. It's not over. It's not something that can't happen. Like, again, if you live in America, you don't need to have faith for a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that's just going to happen for you in life where you'll just be like, meh, I'll make it. Right. It'll be okay. We have the luxury of the fact that we can debate faith if we want for a while. Why? Because you're not terrified that you'll die tomorrow. Right. Like you're like, I got time and that sort of a thing. Right. But when we look at it, I think that's a great thing to do. Why? Cause turn to scripture and see what God will show to you through his word and what he has to say. Um, but I also would just say like, as you read that, start to look and say, do I walk like that? Like, do I talk like that? Do I, do I believe like that? Do I believe for those things? Like, do you like a thing I've been wrestling a lot with, when I read acts as I look and I'm just like, Jesus, you didn't like, when you looked at the disciples, you looked at the apostles, you looked to the people waiting and they're on the mountaintop with you before you ascend. You didn't tell them that in acts chapter two, you were going to show up with the Holy spirit as tons of fire. And they'd start speaking in these tons and they were going to go out into the streets. And then they were supposed to do a message. And you didn't tell Peter the sermon to preach so that he could go and they could start this commune of believers to be the early church. And then at some point they were going to send people out. You didn't, you didn't explain any of that. You just said, go wait and it'll happen and it'll be great. And then you'll do the things I've called you to do. And like, I just wrestle with that a little bit in the aspect, again, for this conversation of faith, God, do I have enough faith that I'm even willing just to say, you are good enough that I'll just wait. And that when I see you move, I'm going to move and I might mess it up. I might, but I'm going to try not to, (laughs) I'm going to try not to get in the way. But if I do, I'll have the humility to say, all right, God, what else do you have? Like, what can I do now? So Again, read scripture, be inspired by it. Realize that it's God using real people, really messed up people to do a lot of stuff. And he could do that through you. And honestly, I would just say, ask yourself, and this isn't in a condemning way, ask yourself, why do I not believe or expect to see more? And do not be content with what your answer is. Because we all have a reason to justify why we don't maybe have faith to see certain things and stuff like that. And that's not to say those reasons are invalid. But instantly then look and say, well, what would, what would Jesus challenge with me this in this then? And how could I grow in this then? And that sort of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I think uh, unless you have anything more to say, do you think this is a good spot to park this? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think this has been a good conversation. Um, I think we went a lot of different directions, that sort of yeah. a thing, and all those good deals. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. I know we probably, I, I know we said we were gone for a couple weeks and we were gone for several weeks, but I think we only missed one week. I yeah. I think so, but it'll anyway, end up being two. So for us, it feels like it's been a while, but anyway, so we're all glad to be back. Yeah. But, yeah. 
Well, thank you guys for checking out this episode. Um, we hope that it encouraged you. We hope you found it beneficial. We would love to continue the dialogue. So if you guys go and find us on Instagram or if you want to leave a rating or a review or I think even on Spotify, you can respond to episodes and stuff like that. Um, we would love to further the conversation. Let us know anything that you want to talk about. But yeah, with that being said, thank you guys for checking this out. Leave a rating or review if you can. Uh, share it with a friend. We would love for more people to be able just to hear about these conversations conversations if it's something that'd be beneficial for somebody and all those good things but my name is Caleb and my name is Parker and we'll see you guys next time